This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now the Sharks in front. Great save by Jake Allen on Kane. He was wide open in front. Oh, does he have that glove going now? It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back once more for another edition of The Drop Podcast. As you heard in that first clip in the intro, Jake Allen had a great game against the Sharks. He's getting support from the team in front of him. Yeah, in the Columbus game, there were some times where the Blues did allow a lot of pressure on him, but he stood tall. When you only score a couple goals, you need a good goaltender to get you to where you need to go. Blues been scoring three goals a lot lately, it seems like, and Jake's just been playing heads up all the way. I'm glad to hear people finally giving him the praise that he deserves in this streak. And like I said, Earlier when he wasn't playing well, the team was not playing well in front of him either in some of those games. Jake did have some bad games, some really bad games, but he's tightened up the ship. He's got the Blues back into the playoff race. In fact, with this win over San Jose, the Blues have 91 points, are in seventh place in that first wild card spot. Let's hope they can stay there. They've got a few games left. I believe they've got six games left, and they really, really need to win the majority of those four out of six, five out of six to solidify their playoff spot. It's possible they could still catch Minnesota for that third spot in the playoffs in the Pacific division, but I don't want them to because you know who they're going to have to play if they get third? They're going to have to play Winnipeg. Well, a lot of you are probably saying, well, if they get seventh or eighth, they may have to play the Golden Knights. Yeah, that's true, but I would much rather play the Golden Knights than the Winnipeg Jets and I really think most fans feel that way. So not that the Blues would have the advantage in the series, but I think they would have a better shot of winning a first-round series against the Knights than the Jets. Enough about the playoff picture. Let's get back to the game in hand. We all know the San Jose Sharks seem to have their number. It just seems like every time the Blues play the Sharks, it's a close game. Two to one, three to two, one to nothing. There have been a few games that the Sharks have kind of Taking it to the Blues, 4-1, to 4-2, to 5-3. But for the most part, they've been very close games. The Sharks have just tended to have the edge. Normally in goal for the Sharks is Martin Jones, but last night, Dell, the backup, would be in goal. And man, he played a great, great game. I would actually say he played as good as Jake Allen did. He just didn't get the support sometimes, and he ran into a hot Vladimir Tarasenko. But it would be the Sharks that would get on the board first, and they were looking pretty good in the first period. But I thought the Blues played pretty well too in the first period. But as I said, they fall behind one to nothing in the first. Here's Kane, comes off a deflection right back to him. He works it to Carlson. Evander Kane, scores! 
scores. The onslaught by Evander Kane continues. He sends it off Jake Allen's glove into the net. One nothing Sharks. Well, here they come off the bench again. Evander Kane gets his legs moving, quick pass, and wastes no time. He's deciding before he gets that puck that it's going to the net. We're seeing everything get funneled in towards Allen right now, and this one just finds a hole through the glove of Allen. I would have to say that the Evander Kane trade was a pretty good trade for them. He's really helped them win a lot of games since coming over. He's been their top scorer since coming over. I know a lot of Blues fans wanted him. I'm not real big on him. I think he's a decent goal scorer. Don't get me wrong. He's got a nice shot. He can be physical. But I think getting him for just this little bit before he turns to be a free agent, it may have helped the Blues a little bit, but they're doing just fine now without him. But I am happy to see him do well with the Sharks. I'm sure it's going to parlay into a pretty good contract for him, probably 7 to $9 million a year, probably six years. That goal by Kane, 29th of the year. Carlson gets an assist his 11th. Burns, who's always in the play, gets his 50th assist. Guys, he is one of the top defensemen in the league, whether it's offensively or defensively. I think he's a better offensive defenseman, but he is pretty dang good on the defensive side too. 50 assists. That's a lot for a defenseman. Six minutes, 26 seconds in. San Jose is up one to nothing. Rest of the first period, I thought it was back and forth. And it was basically the goalies the rest of the period. Dell would make a save. Jake Allen would make a save. It's a little bit of back and forth. Fun game to watch. You know these teams don't like each other, so it got a little physical at times. The Blues wanted to get back on the board before the end of the first period, and they did. An unlikely guy that they got from Pittsburgh in the Ryan Reeves trade. Looks like a very nice kid. Deserves this goal. He works hard. Oscar Sundquist, 17 minutes, 43 seconds into the first. Gets his first goal as a St. Louis Blue and ties this game up at one each. Great hold in by Dunn. Oh. What a play now for Pareko. And then Sundquist turns and fires. He scores! Sundquist! His first as a blow, and it's one to one. What a play by Dunn at the left point. Under pressure, he makes a slick pass over to the right to Colton Pareko. And when that puck gets through, the very likable Swede that came over in the Ryan Reeves deal gets it back to Pareko, who nicely feathers it over to Oscar Sundquist. Sundquist just wrists this off the heel of his uh, toe of his blade, Barbershev's the screen, and it finds its way into the net. If you've seen the video of this goal or watched the game, I don't know how that puck got through because it was not a real hard shot. It just found its way in, and Oscar Sundquist ties it up and gets his first goal as a blue. Pareko would get an assist on that as 29th. Dunn would get an assist as 18th. Going out of the first, the Blues were outshot 8-7. to seven. Both teams had some good opportunities. Both goalies played very well. And I really look for that to continue in the second. The Blues outshot San Jose in the second period, 13-9. to nine. Had a lot of good opportunities against Dale. They didn't score early. It would actually be the Sharks that would get the next goal. It would be a power play goal. And just Burns put the puck where it needed to be. And Pavelski, like he always does, stands in front of the net, redirects it, and gets his 20th goal of the year. And the Sharks now are leading 2-1. to one. Burns looks off the point. No one was there. Couture had gone down low. Here's Kane. LeBanc wanted Couture. That'll ricochet back out to Burns. And they 
score. Joe Pavelski, a power play goal, and it's 2-1. And we see this combination between Brent Burns' ability to find the stick of Joe Pavelski, and then Pavelski just does the rest by the redirect. Allen has got no chance. Pavelski, a little chip shot, and you got a great screen there by Vander Kane. What puck movement there by the power play, and what execution by Joe Pavelski. How many times during that playoff series several years ago did Joe Pavelski tip the puck in? There's so many times that Burns puts that on the net, and Pavelski's normally where Burns thinks he's going to be, and he tips it in. He's got to be one of the best players when it comes to redirecting a puck. He's very, very accurate. Like I said, that would be Pavelski's 20th goal. was a power play goal. Brent Burns gets his 51st assist. Seven minutes, seven seconds in. San Jose is up 2-1. to one. You know, a few weeks back when the Blues were in their big seven-game losing streak, when they would get behind, most fans would just get down so much. And I think even a lot of the players did. They kind of had the attitude like, oh, no, this is happening again. We're going to get behind. We're having problems scoring. We can't come back. The difference is with this winning streak, they're not that way. The Blues would get a power play goal just a little under five minutes after Pavelski's go-ahead goal by none other than their goal leader, Vladimir Tarasenko. Shen twists it back to Petrangelo. Handed back to Shen. In for Tarasenko. He scores! Tarasenko ties it! Ah, the fans loving it here. Good puck movement. Steam to the front of the net. And the quick hands by Schwartz to the left of the goalie. Good quick puck movement. Open this lane up for Shen to get it over to Tarasenko. Tarasenko has really been stepping up lately. He's played so much better after that seven-game losing streak. He's taken this team on his back a little bit, gets his 30th goal of the year, which would be his fourth season of consecutive 30-plus goal uh, years. So nice to see Vlad. Shen with a great pass gets his 39th assist. Petrangelo gets his 37th assist. Power play goal, 12 minutes, 3 seconds into the second. We are tied at two. The third period would be fun. It would be back and forth. The Blues would outshoot San Jose 9-7. to Dylan Allen played their part. They kept it tied. We headed to overtime. We're looking for a hero, and who else but Vladimir Tarasenko would be the hero. Two minutes, 33 seconds into OT. Gets his 31st goal and the game winner. Now on the faceoff, Sabotka in the circle. He's all over it, back to the goal. He gets in front to Tarasenko. He scores! They've done it again in overtime! Unbelievable! What a play by Sabotka and Tarasenko ends it. And listen to this crowd at Scott Trade. On their feet. That's hard effort, though. They applaud hard work, determination. Exemplified by that play by Sabotka. Oh, my. With one hand stick in one hand on the defender. Sabotka does a great job. And then a spinorama backhand play. Holy jump and what an excellent pass. That was just a beautiful pass by Sabotka. I mean, just a perfect pass. You don't see that too often. As Darren Penger said, it was a spinorama. That's the best way to describe it. Tarasenko was right there on the goal. Who doesn't like the overtime setup? Three on three. It opens up the play. The skill players get to show off their skill. Another huge win for the Blues in OT. Tarasenko gets his 31st goal. Sabotka with that spinorama pass gets his 20th assist. Sabotka had a very nice game. Two minutes, 33 seconds into OT. 
the Blues get the game winner, 3-2 Blues. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, 24 for the Sharks. The Blues had 32. Faceoffs, 53% for the Sharks, 47% for the Blues. The Sharks had two power plays. They were one for two. The Blues had one power play. They were one for one. Hits, the Blues were a lot more physical than the Sharks. 26 for the Blues, 12 for the Sharks. Blocks, both teams did a pretty good job of blocking some shots that probably could have had a good shot at going into the goal. 19 blocks for the Sharks, 13 for the Blues. Giveaways, 5 for San Jose, 9 for the Blues. Just another huge, huge win trying to push the Blues into the playoffs, secure themselves that spot. Let's go ahead to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Tarasenko, Sunquist, who got his first goal as a Blue, and of course, Coach Mike. The locker room's a lot happier with these wins, guys, than they were during that seven-game losing streak. Yeah, you know, I feel like every game we play play more more structured, you know. We all, uh, seems like all on the same page and play, try to play full 60 minutes. And I always said it, but this is true. I think we still can play better and uh, just, you know, enjoying our time in the ring right now and, uh, you know, enjoying the game. It's uh, really important wins, but, you know, when it's tough, it's fun too. So it's a really big win for us and a uh, big road trip coming. It looks like the team's staying cool when you fall behind and to come back, it's, it doesn't seem to be bothering this team. Like I said, the confidence don't come in like one day and uh, it's a long, long process. This season being a lot of ups and downs and uh, you know, I think we used to have a tough times and used to have a fast, fun times, but now we're building something like something different in our team. We play for each other and uh, you know, fighting for the playoffs. What do you think about the effort in the past by Vladimir Saboka? Well, uh, like I knew he would make this pass and I'm not sure if he heard me or no, but he's a great player, you know, and uh, we just expect a place like this from him, and uh, it's obviously the great play. Just uh, you know, easy tapping goal. Just the emotion that you, you and the whole team showed after that win. Clearly, this was a very uh, a win that was very important to you. I mean, it's been a couple of years ago, but we still like play with San Jose in the conference finals. It's been pretty, pretty tough loss for us, and uh, I think everyone a little bit remember it and. Uh, like obviously, when you play against a team like San Jose, they're a good team and they always go in the playoffs. And uh, it's been a really important win for us, really hard. And uh, now we have a time to prepare for a road trip. Mean anything to be back in that number one wild card? I mean, it's it's good, but everything changes every day. So we just need to be focused on our game. Don't lose this what we have right now, what we built through this, you know, six games through all year, and uh, just have fun on ice. How would you describe it? Oh, it was uh, finally. That's what I thought. Uh, I actually didn't see it going in before uh, Barbara shed raised his arms. So uh, it's always it's always nice. It's been a long time since I scored, so uh, it was a nice feeling. Any thought that maybe Barbashev touched it on the way in? Uh, I actually didn't know. I was just uh, happy to see it go in. Uh, if uh, if he would touch it, I would have been as happy. I mean, uh, we're in a situation right now where we need all the point, points, and uh, uh, today today was a big uh, big game. Did you need to kind of remember how to celebrate a goal there? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know what to do. Uh, it was just just a relief, you know. Uh, it's been a long time. seems like you guys, as third and fourth liners, really had the forecheck going and had them hemmed in the zone. Do you feel like the crowd fed off of that and everybody else was able to kind of feed off of that too, shift after shift too? Yeah, I think, I think. Uh, I mean, I know I know uh, my line is trying to play play simple, get the, get the pucks deep and, and basically just go to work. Uh, it's going to be to to hit guys and try to make plays. It's we're just we're just trying to play simple and uh, 
I think the the last couple of games I, I've been in the lineup, uh, my line's been p playing pretty well. What did that goal do for you? It looked like you looked more energetic, even <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you relax your shoulders a little bit more, and and uh, and uh, it's it's tough. I mean, in this league, when you when you're going for so long without scoring, uh, of course, mm -hmm. it's it's getting in the back of your head, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, it was nice to finally get that goal. Did you feel like maybe it was coming? Because the last couple of games, you had some pretty good scoring chances. Yeah, I, I mean, as you said, the last couple of games been a couple of scoring chances, and uh, uh, I, I knew that I just had to had to keep going, keep working, and, and uh, do what I've been doing the past two games to, to finally get uh, that first goal. The same team seems to be better now at falling behind and coming back and getting even before you fell behind and that was the end of it, but it seems like now it, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, I mean, it feels like we're playing uh, playoff hockey right now. Uh, we're playing, uh, we're playing really good, uh, playing for each other, and uh, and uh, whatever the score is, we just keep working, uh, keep going, keep forechecking, and, and uh, uh, like I said, last uh, last games, last month, we were playing really well. Six How would you describe the confidence in this room right now? Uh, well, you, I think uh, I think all of you can see uh, see a big difference uh, from uh, from everyone uh, how we how we how we act in here and stuff like that. It's uh, it's nice to it's nice to have that feeling when when you know the whole the whole room got the confidence. Well, desperation. Um, you know, I didn't think we had a very good start tonight. Um, you know, it's something we have to address. I haven't had a lot of them lately, to be honest with you. Good starts, uh, so we're gonna have to rectify that. Uh, especially going on the road now, you don't want to be putting yourself in a bad spot. Uh, but you know, when when we start, you know, getting to our game, uh, we're a tough team to play against. Um, you know, I thought the, I thought the energy of the crowd tonight was unbelievable. It felt felt like a playoff atmosphere and uh, and really helped to generate a lot of momentum for us. Do you see something different in this team now when they fall behind for coming back? Um, you know, again, it, confidence maybe, uh, or or not having another choice but to keep on fighting and keep on playing, and and I think that you know, just the understanding that you know now we've been rewarded a couple times by playing the right way and and staying with it, and sticking with it, and 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 doing the little things, and and so I I think that the fact that it's kind of fresh uh, in our minds that 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 helps. Mike, are you just rolling your sleeves up, blue collar type of Yeah. That's what that's what we are. We have no other choice. We're we're not going to win other ways, you know. We're not going to go out and just you know, uh, be fancy and, and and win hockey games. That's that's not who we are right now. Well, you know, obviously, you have to play to your strengths, and our strengths is it, it, it's more about you know our defensive game. You know, we're getting good goaltending. It's about um, you know just how physical and, and hard checking and hard nosed we are uh, both offensively and defensively and and uh, and we're doing that it was huge yeah I was really happy and the bench was really happy for him but uh, um, you know that line that was a great shift uh, you know as far as just helping us get to our game and sort of the blueprint of the way that we needed to win this hockey game tonight um, they certainly put it on display there I wouldn't call it that uh, but no um, but he, he deserved to stay in he's been playing well lately um, you know, he's, he, you know, you see us throwing him out there in D zone faceoffs. You see him out, uh, throwing out there on the penalty kill. Um, he, he's, he's, he's elevated his play uh, along with the rest of the team, and and certainly he deserves a lot of credit for that. But again, our our leaders deserve a lot of credit for that too. Mike, were those 
those two lines, Ocas and Sunquist, do they really kind of lead there as far as the forechecking goes when they had them? Yeah, well, the, I, yeah, you, you look at the third period, and uh, and we put Barbie up there a couple times just to, based on matchups. I thought he had a really strong game, but some of that some of that momentum that they were generating in the third period made it hard to kind of switch backs. We ended up going to three lines for a little bit, uh, just because that that Barbie Yaski um, and uh, and Sobe line were, were so good. And I actually I liked Tomer tonight too. I thought he was really good, uh, but it's just a matchup wise we went to something different. But but they. I mean, they, they really got the building rock, and just with those, you know, 30, 40 second shifts where they're finishing every check, they're shooting pucks, they're recovering pucks, um, created a lot of energy. And that Kyrgyz goal, when the, when the play starts with Dunn keeping the puck in the zone, it seemed like all around tonight, Dunn, everywhere you look. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's. We've talked to Dunner, and he, I think he understands just how important he is to our group right now. And, uh, and certainly he's, he, you know, he's a young kid that, that he's just taking it all in right now. He's still learning. He's still developing. But, um, but he's a gamer, and he's, he's coming to play. What can you say about the Sabotka's contribution to the game when he's over? Oh, that's, that's an unreal play. Yeah, um, just just work ethic, and again, that's that's what we are, and that's what we need to be right now. Is we need to create through our work ethic, and uh, that's that's our identity. You know, is being a hard team to play against, and and a team that's going to work for for what they get, and that uh, that exemplifies it. It seems like every night, uh, one team punches the other, counter punches. <laughs> well, you know what? We just, we just have to keep focusing on ourselves. That's that's what we have to do, and. Uh, and so, you know, big day tomorrow to, to get some rest and, and put a little bit back in the tank, and then we'll have a practice day um, before we head out on the road. So, um, yeah, obviously enjoy this one tonight. And, uh, you know, every time you win a game, you start feeling a little bit better about yourself. That's the challenge. I think that's part of what's, um, you know, leading towards some of the starts that we've had. The challenge is, is getting refocused, not feeling too good about yourself, not getting, um, you know, caught up in, in the hype. We have to remember that we're still in a very dire situation. And uh, and we need the desperation in our game to match that. I think after you know once after the first ten minutes of of the first period, I think that we did. Once we started to do that, then I think that we we started to get to our game better. Mike, does this stretch feel similar to last year's stretch? Uh, last year's a long time, <laughs> a long time <laughs> away. Uh, I don't know. Pretty caught up in this one, but uh, but. You know, what's similar is just that, that you can see the fight in the group and you can feel the character and, and uh, you can see the leadership that, that, that's on display. You can, you know, it's similar in that Jake is elevating his play at, at, at the right time for us. So, yeah, there's similarities. Um, you know, I don't want to be too quick to, to draw comparisons to that because we still got some work to do, to do here. Those four words, fight, character, leadership, Jake, do they kind of describe why you guys have had so much success recently and over time? I, I would say that absolutely it does. I, it, it, it explains, it, it describes why we've had success, you know, battling back in, in games that, you know, for something that that's something that we hadn't done in a long time. Um, you know, I, I would say that, that it's, it's a group that uh, is extremely determined to find a way right now. Yeah, you mentioned the guy that scored two goals, Tarasenko's playing yeah. tonight. Well, you know, coming back off the injury, and he's quietly got four goals in three games. So, uh, obviously, it couldn't be a better time to have your best players playing their best hockey. Mike, you find yourself wooing on the bench? <laughs> what, wooing? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I let everybody else do that. Yeah. I do it. I do it when I get back in my office after an overtime win. That wooing reference is to uh, regards what's going on at Scott Trade now. 
Patricka, who's on the 105.7 radio station here in St. Louis, basically runs the in-game entertainment, what type of music they'll play after goals, so on and so forth. He's taken away a lot of the organ play, which is so traditional in the Blues games. He's taken away what a lot of fans liked about the fan experience. He's turned Scott Trade into every other arena. It's just a copy of every other arena. The Woo, the um, Seven Nation Army song, which I like, but it doesn't belong at the Blues Arena. If you're listening to this, Patrico, please stop it. Let's go back to a little bit more of what these fans are used to. I know you're trying to get the Facebook crowd and the Twitter crowd more involved, and you think that if you change everything up more modern, that's going to happen. But you got to remember something, and this is the fact. Most Blues season ticket holders are between the ages of 30 and 60. You are trying to get the fans that are between the ages of 15 and 25 the game experience. You need to do where the Blues bread is buttered, and that's the season ticket holders. I'm not saying that there aren't season ticket holders out there that are 18, 19, 20 years old, 25 years old, 28 years old. I'm not saying that at all. I know for a fact there are. I've also heard from them that they don't like the in-game experience. There's a lot of fans that don't like it. It got so bad in Philadelphia when they started using it that the players told the in-game entertainment guy to stop it, that they were sick and tired of hearing it. So it's not just Blues fans. Let's change that back. Let's get back to what's tradition. Add something in now and again, but let's keep the tradition of what goes on in the Blues arenas as it's been for a long time. I'm not an old fogey, but I do like to see tradition. Let's keep the tradition. Let's keep our fan experience what it's been, what fans expect, and not try to pander to what's popular, so-called, in music today. Now let's get back to the game. The Blues played a great game, and what I love about the post-game interviews, Tarasenko's so honest. He says, yeah, they played well, but there's room basically for improvement. It's basically what he said, that they can play better, and they can play better. They definitely can. This was a game they needed, as in every game at the end of these last 13, 18 games, they needed to play very well. Jake Allen's playing well. They're getting timely goal scoring. They're not getting frustrated when they fall behind one to nothing. They're not getting frustrated when they fall behind two to one. This team knows they can come back. They've got confidence now. They're playing well as a team from the first line to the fourth line. Hey, is the Blues third and fourth lines the best in the NHL? No, but they've been playing better in this winning streak. And that's what you have to do if you're kind of out of the playoffs at the end of the year and also to succeed in the playoffs. I thought Sabotka had a good game. Nice to see him be a little physical. You know, he's been showing up a lot more lately. I would say for most part of the season, he wasn't showing up every night, but he's been playing well. Guys need to step it up. Tarasenko's stepping it up. The rest of the guys are. And you can't rely just on your top scorers. You need those lower guys to score some goals. Sundquist got a goal. He got a big goal to get the Blues tied back at one apiece. It's great to have Tarasenko and Shin score and have short score. But you need guys like Brodziak, Sunquist, Berglund, Steen, Yashkin. You need those guys to contribute and either get assist or to get goals. And that's what's been going on in this winning streak. The Blues are going to have a tough game Friday against the Golden Knights. And then they got a back-to-back game the next night against the Coyotes. Neither one of those games are going to be easy. The Coyotes have been playing much, much better. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to go out on a limb here. The Coyotes are going to make the playoffs next year. I said something like that then last year about Colorado is going to be much better and will most likely make the playoffs, and a lot of people didn't believe me. But just look at the way the Coyotes have been playing. They've been playing great. These next two games are going to be tough for the Blues. 
I'd be happy if they were one and one, but we ultimately want two wins so that the Blues make their own destiny. They don't have to rely on other teams to lose to get into the playoffs. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, enjoy your weekend coming up, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or landsteve.com at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.